Welcome to the first of my podcasts for the 2019 Women's World Cup. As many people may know, I am part of the FIFA fan movement for representing Sweden. Uh, we're a group of fans worldwide, around about 300 of us so far, that have been asked by FIFA uh, to represent our countries and support them in major tournaments going forward. So obviously I'm representing Sweden, even though I'm British. I've been living in Sweden for uh, a few years now. I'm a Swedish citizen and a big fan of football worldwide. Football's my life, as many people will know. Uh, I'm a big supporter of Chelsea back in the Premiership for men and Lynn Chirping in uh, the women's game here in Sweden. Now, before the World Cup began, uh, I said to my friends that there weren't many teams that I could see that were standing above anyone else's favourites. I've been watching a lot of the tournaments like the She Believes Cup, the Cyprus Cup, the Tournament of Nations, and if you look at my previous podcasts or listen to them either, you can see that at the moment the women's game is very, very close. Now obviously a lot of people think about teams like America and Germany and um, Brazil and Japan as being clear-cut favourites to win this World Cup. I kind of look at the form table and the FIFA rankings and I said before there is no clear winner for me in this tournament. It's about who wants it the most. And for me it's not about who scores the most goals in this tournament, it's about who actually doesn't concede the most. And obviously I'm supporting Sweden. Being British, um, I'm Scottish-English, which is going to be a very close game, an exciting game for me to watch later today. But the first two days have really given me a good idea about the closeness of this tournament. I think that France kicked off with a very good 4-0 victory. I thought that Germany and China was a very, very close game. Germany, for me, were quite actually lucky. I was expecting them to win by um, quite, a, quite a margin, but China has ever defended um, perfectly. They have the most articulate defence in, in women's football. And... I actually thought that Spain, who are the up-and-coming team, they're the reigning, um, I think, under-19 or under-21 world champions, they're, for me, are going to be one of the biggest teams in the next four to five years. Um, I thought they were lucky yesterday. They had two penalties, and VAR has been such an amazing revelation in this tournament to see it being used. But my main thoughts are that they actually struggled against a very young, very inexperienced South African team. So looking at the first couple of games... Obviously, um, France won, Norway won 3-0. I thought they actually put the game to bed by, by half-time. Um, Spain, I thought they were going to really easily win against South Africa, but they didn't. But to me, today the shock was Italy against uh, Australia. I mean, I said to a friend of mine who actually plays for the Australian team, no names mentioned, that, um, that the problem that most teams will have in this World Cup is they will be attacking too much and leave themselves open to the counter-attack or the, the swift attack. Uh, and I thought that Australia today defended very badly. Going forward, they were strong. They had very good um, aerial presence. I thought Sankur played well. I thought Lisa Devana played well when she came on. I thought that um, Gory played well. I actually thought that they actually were very, very good in midfield and defence, but uh, in attack. But defence, they were wide open. I thought Ellie Carpenter was playing way too up front as she, sh as she should have done. And um, Italy took advantage. Now, I still think that Australia will qualify. Uh, I actually think that they will beat Jamaica fairly easily. And I have a feeling they'll beat Brazil. The last couple of times they've played them, they've got results. So I'm still expecting Australia to qualify from the group. I think the other game that will prove to be uh, interesting for that group will be Brazil-Italy. 
So it's been a great World Cup. And at the moment, uh, I'm watching the men's French tennis final. But from what I can see, Brazil are one nil up against Jamaica. So um, it's been really good so far. The only downside I have about the tournament has been the lack of uh, um, empty seats. Not lack of empty seats, but not putting people on those seats. If you have a stadium that has 60,000 uh, capacity and you have 60,000 tickets and there's only 40,000 in the ground, then give the 20,000 away. I'd rather have a full stadium than, than half a stadium. It makes you know, the television, it makes the actual, um, uh, the kind of appeal a little bit uh, weak, diluted. So come on FIFA, if there's tickets available for the qualifying rounds, then give them away if you, if you haven't sold them. The next knockout stages, that's different. But if there's seats available, give them away to local schools, charities, whatever. Just just make sure that the, the stadiums are full. Um, but yeah, this is the first of a few podcasts. I haven't been podcasting lately because I've been working on my websites and other things and getting my new book published. But if you want to follow me on social media, it's uh, Dean the Bard, Dean the Bard on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook.